1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could
0: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Panic beef in, in America. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but uh, no, but I, saw, uh, I saw Justin Fields from a treehouse. It was ugly. And Washington is bad.
2: Oh, but so like bad. I told you, they're so bad.
3: Only some Bears fans were fooled by the mirage; those early wins. Like I, t- this is the one of the worst teams in the NFL, and now I can't. It's it's hard to continue to make that Justin Fields just needs some weapons argument that you can make for Jalen or for Tua, just because I don't know if the dude's got a brain.
2: Right. Well, we we we'll find out next weekend.
3: Mark. Like he may be a real phenomenon that that he's operating without a brain.
2: <laughs> I hope I hope he has a brain, bro. I hope he's okay. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's, uh, I saw that last night. I was like, you know, Cowboys fans should feel good. They're four and two. They, you know, they, uh, they survived more than survived. Dude, they got a winnable one against the Steelers next. You, then you're at Texans
3: like they're, they're in the mix. I, I understand feeling positive about them, but I don't think you have to detract from Philly to feel good about Dallas's situation. Philly a real deal.
2: Uh, yeah, I think that game, I, I would pick the Cowboys in a rematch with Dak Prescott. I just would. I would. Uh, I don't know where it, I guess it would be in Philly. Well,
3: they're gonna get after Dak, so Dak better be ready for that.
2: Well, the the Dallas Cowboys are gonna get. What after. about that Philly defense? Do you not think? Do you not like? What oh, is their not? I, like? I love the defense. Exactly. My questions are more about the offense. Really, they are. Uh okay. run, You just don't. You don't see primary running offenses anymore, right? Like, Dude, uh, they got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith on the corners. No, they do. They do. They for what sure. What are we do. talking about here? But I'm just saying it's it's easier to set that up when you are running the ball as well as they can, right? And and how committed are they to it? If they're you know if they're trailing the Jags example is a good one, but that's the Jags, that's the damn Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. What about it's a real football team, you know? Like if it's, uh, I mean, I guess how many real NFL? How many just look around the rest of the NFC, right. though, John? Nobody's was gonna, knocking anybody's uh, socks off. I'm looking at the, uh, the Giants. No, well, but okay, you're worried about if the, you're the, Philly, nobody. The Bucks, the Bucks. You're yeah. still worried about the Bucks. Who 3-3. just lost to
3: Pittsburgh? Yes. and Mitchell Trubisky.
2: Something's wrong there. Something's wrong. But they, I'm assuming that they will figure it out. That's what I assume. Um, anyway, uh, good stuff there on Saturday Night Football last night. And by the way, it's crazy, you know. The uh, I don't know you're about to get into your deal spot here, mm, but the but the number, bro. Philly was up twenty to zero. They were crushing the Dallas Cowboys, and yet if Brett Maher makes that field goal, they covered the freaking closing number. Isn't that how? Isn't that ridiculous, mm. man? Like it, it's just crazy to me how how hard it is to win you know, in the NFL, like stuff like that. No, I, 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 you know, Jeffrey Wright said this for a long time, but I, I don't think
3: I've ever agreed with him more than I do now about how hard that is. College football is just much easier. Mm. Mm. Uh, I can't figure the NFL out either. I did get the win, though, six four and a half. And, Patty, we're four and one, baby. Four you,
2: and we're one. We're right where we want to be. What, Where does that put us on the season? 13 and 17. So we're clawing mm-hmm. back, baby. We're clawing back. Just we're, we're 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 maintaining. It ain't that bad. 13, dude, I 10. don't know. Where, show me an
3: NFL picker who's having a great year. I don't All think, I've seen is people struggling. Yeah. So dude. I'll take four games out of five hundred coming off of four in one week. Yeah. We're hot right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're this is the best week we had all year. You know, I I, I haven't really looked at the slate for next week yet, but I think there which one
3: did you miss? The
2: stupid Packers. Oh well,
3: nobody could have seen that
2: coming. It was, God, it was in awful. Green Bay. in Green Bay. They're awful. That is an embarrassing. You won't make team. that mistake again, will you? Nope.
3: I told you, Aaron ain't having a whole lot of fun right now, is he? He's not doing a lot of smiling and the just no. count double-check thing, is he?
2: No, I think I might be in auto-fade mode on whoever the Packers are playing, right? Just take the team they're playing because they can't cover numbers anymore, what bro. What was that
3: pick of him laying down last year with the chin straps up over him? Yes. That's been like, him every game this has. year, bro. He the Giants get, hit getting, him you know. at the
2: end of the game. The Hail yes. Mary last
3: week. Yes. And they got four sacks on him this week. Yep. The Jets did. Yes. That Quentin Williams is a beast.
2: Yep. Yep, you're exactly right. Uh all right, we'll come back got some respect burgers to hand out then Jason Fitz is going to join us at 125. Stick around Jason and John our Detroit family, ESPN.
3: Tip off the NBA season. Yes, it's finally starting, starts this week and do it with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Don't forget that. New customers get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just use promo code JSMITH at sign up. FanDuel makes it super easy. That's J S M I T H plus. All customers, how about this, you get three months of NBA League Pass when they make a $5 bet on the NBA courtesy of FanDuel. That's right, three months of NBA League Pass. That's a great deal. Then you can watch all the action as you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to totals. Best of all, you'll get your winnings paid instantly. So don't miss your chance to get $150 in free bets plus Three months of NBA League Pass with promo code JSmith. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. New customers, first online real money wager only, $10 deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Existing customers, $5 NBA rager required. Limit one pass per customer across both offers. Restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline one one 889 9789 NBA League Pass, local blackout
1: restrictions apply. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports, download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app yeah. today with Jason and John, live yeah. from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. New women
4: got to keep a balance. The girl of your dreams to me is probably not a challenge. I've been counted out so many times I couldn't count it.
3: All right, we're back, Jason and John, third hour on Mondays. Y'all should be used to it by now around this time I get on the grill and I hand out respect in the form of burgers to those who are deserving. Let's do that now.
1: Now it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers.
2: I-E-S-E-C-T, what it means to
1: me. Sizzlin' Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John.
3: Now John says just because it happens, it's happening, doesn't mean we have to like it. And he's right. You know, just because Tennessee is good, and they took the goalposts and threw them down to the bottom of the river, and they're all celebrating with their cigars, doesn't mean doesn't mean we have to be happy for them. Uh, that said, let's acknowledge that what Tennessee has done under Josh Heupel, pretty remarkable this year. They move up to number three. I, it's when I say it, I have a hard time with it, uh, because Tennessee football has hasn't been this relevant in a very long time. Uh, number three, they are behind only Georgia and Ohio State now. And that's with 15 first place votes after knocking off the Alabama Crimson Tide, previously number three ranked themselves, 52 to 49. And just a game for the ages. Uh, We'll get to that. But for Tennessee, um, again, 15 first-place votes. We made the point. The folks that are voting them number one point to the fact that Tennessee has knocked off four teams that were ranked at the time. Pitt, Florida, LSU, and now Bama. Uh, For comparison, reading from the AP story, Georgia's played just one team. Oregon, that's been ranked at any point this season. Ohio State has played three. Uh, the only one was ranked at the time, Notre Dame, and all those opponents have at least three losses. So, again, for those 15 voters who gave Tennessee first-place votes, I don't think you know you can say they're crazy. Again, I wouldn't put them number one. I think Georgia's squarely in that spot. But, again, what they've done is nothing short of remarkable because it's been a long time. The last time Tennessee was ranked this high in the second half of the season was 2001, uh, reaching the top ten in late October and heading into the SEC championship game at number two that year. We'll see. This has the feelings of a special season. You saw all the memes and everything else that came out of there. You know, guys standing with Peyton smoking cigars. Um, Yeah, I know. We're in the other corner of the state, and things aren't looking so good. But remember where you've been. Remember where you have been. For a long time here, the last few times, John, we've been saying Memphis football had the best football program in the state, and yes. it was probably only a matter of time before Tennessee, with all of its resources, stopped finding bad stopped finding bad football coaches and finally hit on one. Again, it was probably only a matter of time, but it certainly all come together for Tennessee. And then I'm not I'd be remiss to not mention Hendon Hooker and the job he did in that game five touchdowns. 385 yards, 21 of 30. He does throw his first pick of the season, but he outduels Bryce Young, who was absolutely on fire and cooking himself 455 yards in that game and throws two TDs, Uh, but Tennessee finds a way to win. Uh, They're late with Hinton Hooker hooking up on a couple of receptions to set up the game-winning field goal. Uh, It was an ugly game-winning field goal, but who cares what it looks like going through knuckleball, they called it. Uh, That thing went in, and Tennessee wins. They're up to number three and all the way in the talk for the college football playoffs. It can't do anything but tip my cap to Knoxville, even though we don't have to like it. All right, secondly, I'm just more and more impressed by the job he's doing there with each win. And I'm talking about Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. And I know it was just Auburn, 48-34. But it's the way he's doing it that's so impressive to me. When I think Lane Kiffin, I think high-octane passing offenses. This is the opposite of that. This is a run offense that's running people over. And, John, I'll get to it. But they're third, ranked third in the nation and rushing offenses, and it's only behind the service academies. Only Air Force and Army are rushing for more yards. Uh, In this win over Auburn, they had three 100-yard rushers, and that included quarterback Jackson Dart. He goes for 115. Quinshawn Judkins ends up with 139, two touchdowns. Zach Evans adds 136. Oh, by the way, Dayton Wade added 63 uh, rushing yards on four carries uh, for a nice whopping 15.8 per carry. Ole Miss ran for 448 yards in that game. Um, I, I did not expect this this season from Lane Kiffin. You wondered after losing Matt Corral what they were going to look like offensively. It, it, it isn't just a matter, John, if they found a run game. They've literally put together the most dominant run offense in the country. Yep. Uh, if, you, if you want to argue Air Force and Army, you go right ahead. But look at what, who Ole Miss is doing it against and what conference they're doing it in. You know, there's a point in this time, four games into the season, you're saying Ole Miss hadn't played anybody. But at least now they're doing it again against SEC competition and putting up these numbers. So I have to, again, you talk about tips of the cap. Uh, because I thought in this season that Mississippi State was for sure going to be better than Ole Miss this year with all the transfers and the transition. I'm not sure that that's the case. Although, you can't count Mississippi State out right now. said so this is the year they're finally going to win the Egg Bowl. Yep. Um, they better hope Lane Kiffin doesn't just come running all over them uh, when that thing finally happens. But been impressed by the way Ole Miss is doing it. They moved up two spots in the AP poll to number seven after when Tennessee is number three and Ole Miss is number seven in the AP poll Uh, we know that uh, Ole Miss has got LSU coming up on Saturday at 3.30 right, back home now we've been talking enough about uh, other teams outside of town the Memphis Grizzlies uh, give a respect burger to uh, tip of the cap to Brandon Clark and those guys on getting paid but all of them it's what the Grizzlies are doing John Morant got his Conchar got his Steven Adams got his we talked about that they re-signed Tyus Jones as well we'll see what happens on Dylan Brooks but what i like is the way the grizzlies are handling their business many in and, 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 and maybe you know i'm in the minority of the, on this we're ready to make a move this offseason we don't know how close the grizzlies might have gotten to making a major move we'll never know for sure but what i like is this idea of Paying the guys that have gotten you to where you are and seeing how far it can take you. Much in the form, I keep comparing it to the Milwaukee Bucks because, again, small market, they get the superstar in Giannis, they build, they got Middleton, they get to a point where, oh, we got to go out and get something, right, and you go out and get Holiday. Yep. The Grizzlies, it feels like, again, last year we make the point, you didn't have all of your guys for most of the season. Yep. You didn't have your your what will be your starting five, we hope, at some point very soon, Jaron Jackson is back. You didn't have that at times for most of the time last year. You're going to be able to hopefully have that for a significant portion of time, and we can learn how high these guys can go. We can learn, what, more importantly, what they will need in those critical po- points, playoffs, whatever, Golden State, whoever it's going to be. We can learn that about them. So I, I like the way that Zach Kleiman has gone about his business here, bringing back the guys on mostly. I mean, you could say they overpay for ties as a backup point guard, but the, the deals on everybody else were pretty fair. I won't sit up here and say Grizzlies got steals. But, listen, for a team, we think ultimately if you're going to win a champ, it's to have to go, championship, is going to have to go to the luxury tax, right? I think they're building this the right way. And it gives me a lot of hope for the future in terms of the way they're doing it. And let's let's be real. You've got the most important piece uh, locked up for the time being in John ja Morant. So, again, your uh, your future looks bright. And I like the way that Zach Kleiman has gone about his business. All right. Uh, moving on, and this is more from my trip. You probably never heard of this, John. It's an airline. It's called Tropic Air. This is the point of my trip to Belize because you have to you have to keep in mind it's three it's three flights to Dad. It was Memphis to Houston, Houston to Belize City, and then you get on what you call a hopper, a little propeller plane uh, from Belize City to where my dad is in Placencia. It's about a 20-minute plane ride, hopper ride. Uh, on a propeller plane, but it's a, uh, a, but the alternative is a three to four hour drive to where Dad is. So, uh, needless to say, getting on this propeller plane, a 15 seater, you, you know, you're, you're saying, okay, plane's here, you go out onto the tarmac, and it's this little thing looks like, okay, is this is it even going to get off the ground? Um, but Tropic Air runs a very reputable airline, as I've learned. And at a time where I don't know if you've looked at airline tickets lately, but it's absolutely through the roof. If you're planning holiday travel, you're in for a big surprise here in the states when it comes to our major airlines. But very affordably, John, and and scary to start. I was able to ride because you have to. You can't you can't fly United or Southwest from Blazite, but from Belize City to Placencia where Dad did. You, you got to ride Mayan Air or Tropic Air. Yeah. And in this case, uh, we chose Tropic. Uh, my dad said, "Take this one." And and after some initial, uh, uh, what's the smallest plane you've ever been in?
2: I've never been on a small
3: plane. You never been, a uh, private jet with Mike? No. no I, Dang. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought you might have
2: had one time. I was close. You were close. I was gonna get that
3: picture in the seat. Well, we know what's coming. We know it's, it's coming, coming, man. Oh, we know what's coming. Uh, you won't stop until you do. That said, if you've ever been on these smaller flights, man, you you it, it feels like are we going It's it's kind of like a bird leaving the nest. Yeah, no, it's uh, kind of. A, a bird of that's kind of. Yeah. It was that, and especially on our plane going in, there were just six of us on it on this 15 passenger small plane, and so it's fluttering through the air. Keep in mind, we're still catching bands. From uh, Hurricane Julia down there in Central America, we're still catching bands off there. But my guy was able to land that thing. We got out on a much smoother flight. Uh, but a tip of the cap to Tropic Air. And then finally, I know how excited we get about the new concourse in our Memphis yes. airport, and I still call it new, uh, and it is to many of us uh, that have traveled in that airport. And you look at the other, the other sections of and what it's compared to. But have you been to the Houston airport? No, I don't think I have actually. Well, what I will say is that one section of that that section of our airport is state of the art, and it's there now, and you put it up against the the best in the country. But it's only one concourse. You go to Houston, you realize you sit sitting at a, at a table, and you you can order from anywhere in that concourse, and they'll bring it to you. Wow! Like there's there's a whole other level uh, to it. Now that's again, that's not to say I'm not happy with with our Memphis airport and how far we've come. But I I, I will say that you you. I, I I just I would hesitate before I'd put it up there with some of the the best that really handle the major traffic man. That Houston Airport is uh is something to see. But uh, 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 many thanks to those who prayed for travel mercy for for the, the, the Smiths that made it uh that made it back.
2: With respect where the soul plane there.
3: So, it was not a soul plane. Oh. Uh, no.
2: Traffic air was not a soul plane. No I don't know. Y'all didn't clap when y'all landed.
3: We did. <laughs> we absolutely we did, absolutely did clap and we thanked the pilot. Um, that's a different experience when you're on one of those smaller Hell planes. Hell, yeah. yeah. That really—it's—it's. It's,
2: them things go with the wind, bro. You start
3: looking around, are there parachutes on this thing and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, but that, that It's thing. not nearly as feels, – it feels stable when you're in one of those big boys, those 747s. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like you can't – like there's no way you're falling out of it. But these things, are a little bit scary. Yeah, so that, that thing, just happy we made it back, praise God. That plane gone with the wind, bro. It was. And it, when they're lighter – yeah. It makes it even more bouncy on the trip. But yeah. we made it in. We saw Dad. He's, uh, he's still happy down there in Placencia. Everything's good. Appreciate you and Brad holding it down. Oh uh,
2: yeah, yeah. I think we deserve a respect burger, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: you got you got you got work for that.
2: Yeah. Uh, look, there's a lot of candidates that deserve disrespect. Dogs this weekend. Let's be real. I will focus on uh, the Green Bay Packers. However, um, um, you
3: saved Ryan Silverfield. I thought that's where you were going.
2: That's that's kind of self-explanatory. They cover the number. I mean. It can't be that bad, can it? They covered the number. Uh, Blocked punt, missed field goals, uh, one touchdown. Uh, This is a fumble, turnover on downs. Yeah, uh, this all happened uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Four punts in the first half. You know, this is not something that we're used to from Aaron Rodgers. Um, And I, again, will give him a disrespect dog because this is the bed he made. Mm. We said this at the time, bro. We said no, no quarterback that is considered one of the best would do this. They would not cut their arm off, right? Just because they got greedy uh, about the money, and that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers did. He didn't have a single guy he could trust in that game. I mean, Cobb went out. They weren't feeding Aaron Jones. Uh, Dobbs ain't ready. Christian Watson wasn't playing. Lazard caught a touchdown, but like he ain't. Ain't nobody worried about Lazard. He's not a number one receiver. So this is all the the makings of Aaron Rodgers, and um, you know he took the money. Devontae Adams got traded, and now he's 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 paid, but he's losing. And he's three and three, and there is no end in sight for this offense. Well,
3: Minnesota's five and one; and it's already beaten you. So yeah. it's almost like a three game lead. Yeah, dude. The, the, in the, the division.
2: The Packers are not making the playoffs. I don't see it. Uh, I don't. I don't think this offense is curable at this point. They're gonna have to do something in the off season. Who knows if Aaron Rodgers is gonna be a part of it? I guess he is. He got the contract, but I don't know, man. It's ugly in Green Bay. And it's the way they lost the New York Jets. You lost to the Giants and the Jets in back to back weeks. I mean, that's just like, I feel like the old Aaron would have never let that happen. You know, he would have never let that happen, but it happened and they got blown out at the house. I like the way Mike put it. They're having to work now. Like life was easy.
3: For mm-hmm. for Lafleur, when you got Aaron Rodgers and you got mm-hmm. Devontae, that's the best. You make the you know two time, four time MVP was he won the last two, mm-hmm. and, and and Devontae, you make an argument he's the best receiver. L- life's easier, but you gotta you you gotta work when Alan Lazard's your number one. You know Cobb goes out of that game, and, and and it ain't as fun. It's not as you know it's it's not we own you anymore. Yeah, it's heck now you're losing. You're getting not just losing, John. You got dominated by the Jets up front yesterday.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, anyway, um, that's who gets it this week. That's the recipient this week. Uh, We'll come back. Jason Fitz is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him uh, about the NFL, about college football, Tennessee, Alabama. And more. Stick around. Jason and John on FM ESPN.
3: And we've got the NBA tipping off this week. That's what's so great. You can tip off the NBA season and do it with FanDuel because they've got you a great deal, and they're America's number one sportsbook. New customers, you get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just use promo code JSmith at sign up. I told you it was easy. Plus, you get this. All customers, all of you. Get three months of NBA League Pass when you make a $5 bet on the NBA. Yes, it's courtesy of FanDuel. You're welcome. And you can watch all the action as you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to totals. And best of all, you'll get your winnings paid instantly. FanDuel gets it back into your account fast. So don't miss your chance to get $150 in free bets and free. Three months of NBA League Pass with promo code JSmith. Once again, that's J-S-M-I-T-H. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. New customers, first online, real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Existing cu- customers, $5 NBA wager required. Limit one pass per customer across both offers. Restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline one 800 889
1: Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Coming to you. We're back,
2: Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN, and as promised, he is Jason Fitz, the man, the myth, the legend. Joins us every single Monday on the show. Host of Spenman Fitz, does pretty much everything for ESPN. He's here now. Fitz, what it do, baby?
5: I mean, here's the thing. Like, can I just be real for a second? Boy, I was feeling so good about myself on Saturday because I'm not going to lie. I played some bets, made a little money. <laughs> gave it all back on Sunday. That's I can't right. figure the NFL out this year, y'all. Like, I cannot figure out. Like, every week I'm wrong. I every week. Mm-hmm.
2: No, let me let me just say, like, just anecdotally, it, you can win money on Saturday. But you're, you might as well just... You know, throw some darts when it comes to NFL because you know if we're going to get into the nerdy part of this, the markets are so efficient, they're so sharp. There are just very few edges in the NFL. We do it because we love it. We want to have some some action, but it's like it's the hardest one to crack by a mile.
5: Yeah, well, we live in a world where I can't figure out if the Colts are good or not. I can't figure out if the Jags are good or not. I think the Giants aren't a great football team, and it doesn't matter because every week. They proved me wildly wrong, and the Jets dominate the Packers. Like, what the heck heck world are we in where the Giants, the Jets, and the Yankees all win on the same – and the Phillies are advancing, the the Eagles are undefeated. Like, New England sports fans are obnoxious right now.
2: Yeah, no, you make a good point. One thing we can trust, and two teams we can trust who are good, played yesterday on CBS uh, in the Bills and the Chiefs. And the Bills did get their revenge. They did wind up getting the win. Patrick Holmes throws a pick there. On that last drive, um, what did you what did you make of that game? Um, did you have any thoughts about what a rematch would look like? Is what what do you take away from yesterday from that Bills win?
5: The pick that you just mentioned at the end, I think, is going to be the most significant play of the entire NFL season, honestly, because when you start talking about two things, one, you got to find a way to beat Kansas City. Sometimes you've got to get it done you needed that pick because how many of us just out there and say, well, you left him too much time. The minute Mahomes got the ball, you left him too much time. Plus, now, if we end up in a tight situation, home field is going to go through Buffalo. There's only one team that gets a buy every, every year now. We know that. But just the fact that home, team, home field is going to go through Buffalo and not Kansas City if everything plays out the way most of us think, like that is the huge impact of getting that stop. Not only did they, they finally say, hey, we can solve Kansas City, but now they said, cool, you want to do it again? you got to come to our playground. And I, There's not a chance, and you know what, that I want to be playing in Buffalo in the middle of January for my playoff life.
3: Do they have a weakness at this point, Fitzy? Because you go out and you add Von Miller, and you're trying to get that pressure, right, that finish-off pressure, and you are able to get it last night. It, it, if you've got to beat the Bills there, which it looks like you're going to have to in the AFC title game, how do you do it?
5: Yeah, I don't know. How, honestly, I don't know how you do it. Like, the thought is that you run the ball because you can't get stuck throwing the ball a bunch. Uh, and and maybe Kansas City uh, wishes right now they had a better opportunity to go in and just control the clock with a power running game. I just don't know how many teams actually have a control the clock with a power running team. Mm-hmm. I think the way that you beat the Bills is you get a lucky day where Josh Allen's a little off, you know. And But the problem is they've got enough weapons everywhere that if he's a little off, they're still going to be okay. I, I, I don't know – I think we've sort of fallen in love with the Eagles, rightfully so. They're a great team. But we're just used to – we're blasé with the greatness of what we're seeing from Buffalo right now. I don't think there's an easy path. It takes a Herculean, Mahomesian effort to beat Buffalo right now, and there's only a couple of guys in the league that can get that.
2: You know, I I, I agree. That being said, like on the Cowboys, I, I was impressed with them yesterday. Cooper Rush is awful. He is absolutely terrible. Like he's got to be the worst. Uh, Probably he's worse than 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 Baker Mayfield to me. And yet, despite being down twenty to zero in Philadelphia, they had enough. Whether it was Zeke making big time runs, whether it was you know in the trenches on the other side with Micah Parsons and that defensive line, when Dak comes back, and maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy, but when Dak comes back. I, I personally feel like the Cowboys will be a factor. What's to keep them from being a factor when they have the offensive and the defensive line play that they have?
5: No, nothing. I mean, and by the way, you know the reason we're not like praising that the way that we usually do nationally is because we've spent the last two years saying Mike McCarthy's basically incompetent <laughs> as exactly
2: the coach. Exactly. Now you got
5: to turn around and admit, like, I think we all got to eat a little plate of crow right now. Like, Mike McCarthy with the backup quarterback that isn't all that great has created this narrative that the backup quarterback is so good they don't need Dak. That's just dumb. If they come in with the same level of control and play calling that they've had with Cooper, when they when they bring that in with Dak, I, I, I mean, look at last night. Uh, the, the Eagles have had a couple of second halves to, to forget. Yes. They haven't been as consistent as they want to be. I think Dallas is going to be just fine. And by the way, an NFC East that, that a lot of people wanted to laugh at coming into this year, now, I mean, the Giants get a – Shoot. I mean, that that is a huge win against the Ravens, and they look good doing it. Like, the Giants look really good. The, the Eagles are really good. The Cowboys, when they get Dak back, they're going to be really good. The, the NFC East is sneaky telling everybody that they might be the most legit division in football.
2: No doubt about that. In, in terms of the Eagles, fits, they look – I mean, they do what they – they do very well, right? They run the ball very well. They dictate the tone very well. Um, <clears throat> and when they have a lead, for the most part, uh, they did blow—you know, almost blow it, twenty to seventeen. There, seventeen unanswered from Dallas. But they're really good at dictating the the tempo and the tone. I do worry about them though, if they can't do that. Like if they are in a in a big game where they get down, you know, ten to zero. Um, like th- because when, when you put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands to throw. It looks a little different still, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, I mean, that, and there's so little, I, I know I overuse this phrase, but there's so little proof of concept with Jalen Hurts in that situation too. Like, mm-hmm. I think one of the funniest things we do is we sit here and we, we fall in love with quarterbacks that haven't played in those massive playoff games. And then when they don't play well in the playoff games, we suddenly dismiss them completely. Like, Lamar's conversation always seems to be, well, he's got to play better in the playoffs, right? But we've never even seen Justin Herbert play in a playoff game, so we have no idea. I think Jalen Hurts is in this situation where right now the best thing is that they turned around and they surrounded a very good quarterback with a ton of greatness. And when a good quarterback is around greatness, that good quarterback can look even better. But if you need that good quarterback to carry everything, can he do it? We have no idea. I, I, I mean, I'd love to say, no, he can't. I'd love to say, yes, he can. And if I could argue either side of that, maybe I'd be richer and be on first take. But like, I, I just don't think any of us that are yelling about it really have a, a leg to stand on.
3: More of a surprise to you, Fitzy. The fact that the Giants are 5-1, and one, you mentioned them, and, and I love what Dable's doing there. He's changed the culture. Or the Jets at 4-2 at, at and two with, with Salah and everything he's done with that defense, they just absolutely handed it to the Packers.
5: Yeah, I think that's the biggest. I mean, for me, I came in with so much doubt on Zach Wilson, and I, I'm, I'm really open about that. And I'm not sure Zach Wilson's great, but this is what I do know. When you start looking at the Jets, they are dynamic at all the youthful positions you Mm -hmm. could ever want, right? Like they've got young, good receivers. Grease Hall is just playing like a man possessed. And they've got young, good running backs. They've got a quarterback that's playing better than I thought he would play. The Jets are doing it in a a really interesting way to me. Now, I think the Jets are still clearly a a way away from being competitive with Buffalo. But again, in the world of, of shocks, right, like, You're looking at Buffalo being that good and the Jets being that good. And Miami, I don't think we know right now. We thought Miami was going to be really good. Now we're not sure Miami's any good. So the Jets have a chance to make some noise. I think what I'm surprised the most by is that the Jets make things look easy. You know, like Mm -hmm. at least I can look at Saquon with the Giants and say, okay, I see your method to success. It took Saquon going back to being Saquon and Saquon being healthy. The Jets don't have that one thing that you can pin it to and say, oh, this is what did it, but they're doing it. And and I was – Totally wrong about both New York teams this year. Totally wrong.
3: Yeah, you know, Jets got a lot of young talent on that team. I'm, I'm with you. All right, which I've been asking this one today. I want to see where you're at. Which of the the three and three teams that lost yesterday is in the most trouble to you? Between Ravens, Niners, Bucks, and Packers, which one's in the most trouble?
5: Um, I think the Ravens are going to be fine because I trust Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the the Bucks and the Packers are both like very, very concerning to me. The Packers are, I mean, they're just not good. And what's interesting to me, I'll say, to give you an answer to your question, I'm going to go with the Packers. What I think is the most interesting about this entire thought development here is that if you look at it, there are certain guys, whether it's been Belichick or whether it's been Brady, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, there are certain guys that we just think, you know what, no matter what is against them, they can handle it. And I'll add Nick Saban to that from the Saturday conversation. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and you realize that sometimes you give a guy too much to get through. And that's what it feels like for the Packers and the Bucks. There's just too much lifting left for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm watching him throw his hands up and discuss with young wide receivers that are, that are trying to learn. But, man, okay, what good does that do Aaron Rodgers, who's not a spring chicken and wants to win football games right now? I, I, think, I think the Packers are in a world of trouble right now. They're in a world of hurt. And I picked Minnesota to win that division coming into the year, and I don't think Minnesota's great. But I think Minnesota is going to be gifted that division because the Packers can't put it together.
2: We're talking to Jason Fitz joins us every single Monday here on the show, host of Spain and Fitz does pretty much everything for ESPN. All right, you mentioned it. It was the college football game of the year. Tennessee edges out Alabama, their first win over Nick Saban since he took over at Alabama. The goalposts are now in the Tennessee River. They're gone. Goodbye. That's their tradition. Um, I don't know. Like I, it, was a, it was a great win for Tennessee. They took it. They earned it. But I thought they had a lot of help from Nick Saban.
5: Well, and look, the, coming into the game, the Alabama Crimson Tide, I cannot believe these numbers, ranked 118th in penalty yards uh, in, the, in the nation. Mm-hmm. They ranked 118th and last in the SEC in drop passes. Uh, the the uh, offensive line has been putrid most of the year. The defensive holding penalties have been through the roof for this team through most of the year. I, I just, Alabama's just not, not great. And there is this moment of Alabama where they're not great and they've got a hurt quarterback. And, you know, when you add all of that up together, it just it felt like they, they were behind the eight ball from the start and there wasn't a clear plan of how they were going to stay in it. Like Tennessee's play calling. And, and I, look, I picked Tennessee to win the game. I think Josh Heupel's done a great job. I think Hendon Hooker had a Heisman moment in that football game but also go back and rewatch the touchdowns. He was playing Madden. He's he's just dropping back, and he got guys on seam routes. I was hosting with A.J. McCarron uh, at the time while the game's going on, and A.J. was getting so angry watching it because he was saying, like, these aren't even complicated routes. This is just have my guy outrun your guy. And the fact that that Alabama wasn't ready for that when we all knew it was going to happen, I I just, Alabama looked grossly underprepared to me.
3: On the other side, and you mentioned Hooker and having a Heisman moment, is it a a reality, Fitzy? Can it become a reality for Hendon Hooker to be in that race and squarely in that race in terms of, you know, you overcome the interception, you throw, you end up with five TDs in that game, Uh, put your field goal kicker in position to win the game. Where's Hendon Hooker end up in the Heisman race, you think?
5: Yeah, I I think he's going to be – he'll end up getting an invite to the party, and uh, he has a real shot at winning it. Tennessee still has a brutal schedule. Number one, you can't have a letdown. Number two, you know, you're going to have to play a Kentucky team that is going to bank their entire uh, program on that. Now I think Tennessee wins that game. But then number three, you're going to have to play Georgia. And then if, you, if you're lucky enough to beat Georgia, then you've got to go to the SEC championship game and likely beat Bama again. So, uh, look, I, I think everything's in front of Tennessee if they can get it done. But, you know... Uh, if I could, if, if I could go through training for six months, maybe I could have six-pack abs. Like, it's and, and real aren't <laughs> aren't the same thing. It, it feels impossible for me for Tennessee to get there.
2: Hey, what's going on with the uh, with the new stadium there in Nashville, man? Are we are oh, not having to pay for that, are we? In the state of Tennessee, we better not. Damn it, <laughs> Yeah,
5: that that is the man. I don't know, and this is what's all interesting. You know, I, I tweeted it out uh, earlier. It's it's crazy to me because it's a what two two billion dollar stadium uh-huh. deal. And uh, if city council is going to have to approve it, uh, this is always wild to me. All I like, I'll say this as a lifelong diehard Raiders fan. You know, like Raiders go to Vegas because they were gifted a $2 billion um, stadium. And what everybody always says is, hey, it's not a big deal. They just added money to the hotel room taxes and that's how they pay for the stadium. Fine. If you're going to do that, fine. But also understand that if it's as simple as just raising hotel rate taxes, and why don't you do that? And I don't know, improve Nevada schools, Las Vegas schools are some of the worst in the country. Like, uh, if, if it's as simple as we're just going to levy a tax and things are paid for, let's improve things that need improving. Mm-hmm. If the entire state of Tennessee is paying $2 billion for a Super Bowl, I'd be mad. And y'all, like, I, I could speak to this living, I live 20 minutes outside of Nashville uh, in, in Sumner County instead of Davidson County. And I'm kid- not even kidding. When I moved to Sumner County, my property taxes went just they, they they plummeted because Davidson County is sitting here paying the bill for Bridgestone Arena and paying the bill for Lower Broadway and like it cost of living in Nashville is becoming a, absolutely a nightmare that people can't even uh, find a way to justify so i'm i'm a little surprised the 2 billion dollar stadium with a dome and if it's publicly funded, man, if I if, if it's hitting my tax dollars, I wouldn't support it for a second. Well,
3: we've been working along the principle too that if the state's gonna cough up half a billion or whatever it's gonna be for the Titans, that they better be ready to cough up something for the Grizzlies with FedEx Forum. Uh they're gonna need renovations obviously coming up very soon. We've been talking about that here in town. I mean if you're gonna cough up one for, you know, one city's professional team, don't you have to come up with something for the Grizzlies?
5: hundred yeah. uh, percent. And look, that's only the, the right thing. Like this is one of the things that makes Tennessee more interesting than most states, because there are multiple professional teams that play in markets that are so far, like we're just far enough apart. Mm-hmm. that It's easy for, for left-hand to not think about right-hand yep. and not many states deal with that, you know, but if you certainly, if you're certainly looking around and saying, okay, well, who's paying for it and why are they paying for it. If I'm in Memphis and I'm seeing a new Titan stadium, if, if if a single cent of your dollars is going towards that, then my first question is going to be, "Cool, what are you doing over here for us and what we need for our team?" Because I also think it's it's wild. I've talked to Jeff Passon about it. Like Nashville is aggressively trying to put together the funding to get a baseball team. Also, it's like, okay, well, at what point, it, you know, not just Memphis but Knoxville and Chattanooga, and, you know, East Tennessee, like all of these different places that are paying the bill. Like, what, what do they care if there's a Super Bowl in Nashville? I, I, I mean. I think it's it's wildly centered on one market. If they turn around and ask the entire state to pay for this, like the ol- the only fair thing in a in a real in the real world, you would tell NFL owners, "Hey, you've got your own money. Go do it yourself." Nobody does that anymore, and I understand that. And if somebody will help them pay for it, they'll go to that city. I understand that too. But make the people in Nashville pay it. Make a stadium tax. Make a PSL. Put things uh, in and around that stadium that allow it to pay for itself. If you all pay any of that bill. Then it's only fair that we be paying part of yours.
2: And then there's a whole other conversation about Liberty Bowl, the uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium renovations, which uh, you know the, the University of Memphis has said is going to cost two hundred million dollars, but nobody knows where it's going to come from. Like nobody knows, because they they know they can't depend on the state. They will probably get no state funding for that. So I don't know. It's just a uh, it, it's a uh, it's you're trying to keep up, and you're trying to you know keep uh, keep the Grizzlies in Memphis, and you're trying to you know keep Nashville popping. But it's uh, it comes with a big bill. So uh, there are no easy decisions. Fits you the best, man. Appreciate Thank the time you, as always.
5: Appreciate you guys. Have a great week.
2: Yep. Yes, sir. I I, uh, I saw you know I don't remember. It was the North Texas game. I think I've made this point before while we're talking about it. And they were doing, like, uh, you know, they, were t- they were previewing. They were like, oh, Memphis, they showed all these renderings. This is what it's going to look like. And I'm just like, is it? Is it going to look like that? Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
2: I'm, yeah. I was kind of surprised Seems they like were talking about up. it no. publicly.
3: Let me ask you this. Is it a point of pride uh, as a Memphian if Nashville <laughs> gets a Super Bowl? You know what I'm saying? Is it as, a point as, of pride
2: uh, for us? For us, no. here yeah. in Memphis. No.
3: If Tennessee gets a Super Bowl, now, I might which it go. would obviously be the. I punch, might actually go with the draft. You know what I'm saying? At first, we're like, "Yeah, no. Nashville's getting it," but you know, we look at it. Wow, it actually ended up coming out all right.
2: I, it's, I'm not. You know what I'm not, saying?
3: If Tennessee gets a Super Bowl because of it, that would be that's the reason. you're I would doing be, this. That would be like sad. Is it a point of pride at all?
2: I'd be sad because you know. maybe we could have been Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that could have been us if we did some some things differently. It's, I mean, at one point, Memphis was bigger than Nashville, right? And now it's obviously not. Mm. You know, Nashville is exploding, and Memphis is not. But I don't know. Let's just try to get an All Star game. That's what we're I focused it's on. Prob-
3: it's probably minor and jealousy.
2: Yeah, it 100 percent is. All right, uh, Jason Smith is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. All the way from Belize, he is back this week, and then uh, we'll see where he's where he's gone. Where, where in the world is Jason Smith? That's the new. Uh,
3: he's here at work. <laughs> <laughs> Trip's over.
2: That's that's the new game show.